Lizzie. And I'm Hazel, and we're Carrot and Stick. A writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice on the internet and seeing if it actually is helpful in fighting writer's block. This past week, we tried calendar stickers. This method involves getting out your calendar and essentially rewarding yourself every time you sit down to write with a sticker. You could set a goal of 500 words, 1,000 words, a chunk of time that you write, like 30 minutes or an hour. The goal is just to incentivize yourself to sit down to write by having that sticker waiting for you. Did you set a certain word count requirement for your stickers? To earn my sticker, I said that I had to finish one page of graphic novel script. That was my goal. So that doesn't necessarily equate to like a certain number of words, like depending on the scene, I guess? Yeah, basically. And it just seemed like something easier to measure because I haven't really been counting words. I think in part because for a graphic novel script, it has to be 22 pages versus a novel you're trying to hit a word count goal. Like that's how you communicate with publishers, like what sort of book it is and if it's marketable. And for graphic novels, it's like how many pages it is. So it just made sense to me to count pages instead of words. That's fair. What was your, um, or what did a sticker mean for you? So what stickers mean to me? Uh, So for me, I got a sticker if I wrote at all. I knew that I was going to be really busy this week, and so I thought I'm just going to go easy on myself, and if I write anything, I get a sticker. So that basically equated to one sentence. Nice. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that too. Like I know last week we mentioned that Jerry Seinfeld uses this technique just to drop names, Um, and he gives himself like a giant check mark or X every time that he writes any material. So I feel like that totally makes sense. This method is definitely used in that way where it's just like do anything and you totally earn that sticker. It reminded me actually of um, this thing I saw on Tumblr a while back, which was this meme post where... It said every time, like to all writers, every time you see this post come up on your dashboard, take out your project, whatever you're working on, and write one sentence. You don't have to stick with it, just write one sentence. And it said, like, imagine how often you see memes on Tumblr. If everyone saw this meme all the time, imagine how much stuff we could get added to our projects and how much more we could do. And I was like, oh, this is actually, like, really cute. And then you look at the note count and you're like, yeah, there's tons of people. It it wasn't, like, regimented, like, do this every day, but it was, like, if you happen to see this post, then you gotta do it. What was the meme? Oh, just, like, the meme itself is the the spreading of this post. So, like, when you do it, then you would probably um, reblog it, and then all your followers would see it, and then just propagate it. I was hoping it was, like, every time you see the guy who's, like, looking at the other hot woman while his girlfriend watches aghast. Like, I was hoping it was that meme, and every time you saw it, you're like, well, better open up Word. (laughs) No, not that. It was, like, this specific post. Oh, cool. I like that. So how many words did you end up writing this week? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Nervous laughter is always a promising start. It wasn't my strongest week, so I wrote uh, 141 words. Nice. No, don't give me a nice for that. Don't pretend it's acceptable. (laughs) Oh, no, you got me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hey, any writing is writing. It's true. It's true. I shouldn't get down on myself. Um, This week, I wrote around 800 words, um, which was four pages of script. And not coincidentally, I got about four stickers earned. Very nice. Uh, So what were those 140 words a part of? Kind of like the original Tumblr post that um, I was reminded of. It's kind of easier to add a sentence at a time if you're already working off of something. So it was the original story I've been working on. Nice. Did you feel that this was successful? 
those four stickers? I thought it was a successful challenge. I definitely felt like I wrote more frequently. Like the previous weeks, I was like lucky if I worked on one or two pages. So it definitely led to me writing more, I felt like. Because if I was a little bit busy or tired, the sticker definitely motivated me. Or if I just did prioritize writing without thinking about the sticker, it was really nice at the end of the day to be like, ooh, I got a sticker. <laughs> I didn't expect to get one, but like, look, here we are. <laughs> so yeah, personally, um, I mean, I, wrote, I can't see how you lose with this method, but I do feel like it, the sticker method doesn't work that well probably for brainstorming or abstract writing. Like, I think that if you're working towards a really concrete goal, it might help with something that's piecemeal, you know, where you're like chipping away at a project. But those were my thoughts. Did you think the challenge was a success? Not really. No. My heart hurts to hear this. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the the Johnny Raincloud in this episode. (laughs) So like I said, I ended up making my stickers uh, be worth basically any kind of writing at all, which kind of made them feel worthless. Those one sentences that I added might be useful in the future, but they just, it was hard to view them as anything but like a requirement in order to make me feel less guilty for not getting a sticker. Like maybe this would be better in uh, weeks where I wasn't so overwhelmed with other real life things, but because I felt like I had to stretch myself to earn a sticker, I ended up just kind of resenting them. Oh no. Unintended consequences. Uh, Is that what surprised you this week about the challenge by chance? Actually, no. My surprise was that I have this folder of stickers in my apartment. And when I opened it up, I was like, oh, there's all these cute stickers I forgot I had. Excellent. (laughs) There you go. The best part of this challenge was reconnecting with lost and forgotten stickers. And also, um, this shouldn't come as a surprise, but it surprised me because I'm an idiot. It's that uh, no one sells 2017 desk calendars in October. (laughs) That was like such an oversight. Why are we doing this challenge at the end of the year? It's too late. I mean, if I were a person who had a paper calendar already, it wouldn't have been an issue. But I am a horrible digital creature. Oh, no. Well, there's still that option, too, of um, drawing a calendar or like printing a sheet off the internet or something. It's true. I was just being lazy. That's okay. I mean, it's more fun to go out and try to find a cool calendar. So I get it. Yeah, no, like I saw these cute ones for 2018 that had like all these cute like little Japanese mascot characters on them or just like really elaborate like collages of bunnies. And I was like, I want this to be mine. Oh, I was going to say that I have a silly tangent story, which is just that um, I love this one calendar that Rifle Paper Company makes like every single year. It's their appointment calendar and it's a huge calendar that doesn't have a top image or anything. It just has the month in some nice font and some flowers around it. So obviously I like it. Um, But they change up the font and the flowers and stuff every single year. Anyway, it's super useful for if you like to write things on a calendar because there's a lot of space for every day. Uh, But the sad thing is that every year for the last three years, I've put this calendar on my Christmas list. And every year for the last three years, no one will ever get it for me. Like people just look at that and they're like, a calendar is so boring. Why does Lizzie want this? So every year around like the second week of January, because my birthday is January 7th. So I hold out until my birthday, then realize no one has gotten me the calendar again, and then frantically search all over the internet to find it because the calendars like these rifle paper company calendars are so unique, and they just make a certain amount of them every year. And so this year, I was like, Ben, I think I am finally an adult because I've realized I need to buy my 2018 calendar in 2017, not, you know, try to freeload and get someone else to buy it for me. I just got to do it. Got to be an adult. 
I was gonna say, like, this whole story seems like a really elaborate way to be like, Hazel, if you don't get Lizzie this, like, rifle paper calendar for Christmas, (laughs) then you are actually the worst co-host in all history. Oh no, but I feel like I'm gonna buy it and then you're gonna buy me one and we're gonna have two. We need to plan after we finish recording. We can't leave it like this. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm like, and for the first year, I was swimming in four rifle paper company calendars. <laughs> for the first year, I didn't have a sticker system for one calendar. I had four calendars, each with their own sticker system. Don't even tempt me. <laughs> this is my exercise calendar, and this is my writing calendar, and this is my life calendar. Which might be a good segue into uh, another point I had sort of about things that surprised me. Please. Yeah, I didn't really feel like ultimately there was anything that was too surprising about this challenge, Um, especially because I actually kind of did something like this in the past, which is to motivate myself to exercise. I would use um, this the big giant rifle paper company calendar to give myself a giant check mark for going to the gym, for example. So I definitely kind of went into this going, I know this sort of works for me because I've used it to motivate myself in the past and have like the visual thing to look at and see your progress at a distance. But I also was wondering, I thought you mentioned that you had something similar that involved like writing things down or rewarding yourself with like something. Was that true or am I making that up? That is completely true. So um, what I did before was a little different than using stickers on a calendar. It was, you know how when you have a planner book, like in the first few pages of the book, they'll have like a spread of the whole year where each day is just a small rectangle. Mm -hmm. So on that page, I would give myself one X if I wrote anything that day and then another X if I wrote over a thousand words that day. I started doing this in a time when I had a lot more time to write. It doesn't compare to now at all. And I think also I may have started doing that like directly after NaNoWriMo. So I kind of had the energy of just like, yeah, if I, you know, destroy myself, I can totally do over a thousand words a day. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, if anyone listening is doing NaNoWriMo this year, like, best of luck. You're amazing. I believe in you. You can do it. Anyways, back to stickers. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that um, I've actually used kind of a similar method to what you were talking about, where I had this writing notebook, mostly for brainstorming and stuff, where I would flip it upside down and then use the lines in the back of the book to write out the dates and what I accomplished relating to writing on that day. Um, So I would write like, oh, I wrote 500 words today. Hooray. Or if I was doing like agent querying, I would say I queried this agent and this agent or like I emailed someone my book today. So I also felt like that method. I, I don't know which one I like more. Like I thought that would kind of be like an interesting thing to discuss is just like maybe the heart is in the right place for this idea. But for each person, it might be a little bit different of like is what's important to you seeing something across the room that's like telling you, oh, I want to add something to a calendar? Or is it having a list where you see, oh, gosh, like my list is blank for today, I didn't write anything. Because I do think that if you like literally write down what you're doing, that does give you more flexibility with this sort of um, having multiple goals you're trying to achieve, where it's like, even if you only wrote 100 words, you still get to write that you wrote 100 words down. It's not like the sticker is conditional, you know? I think also that helps just in the sense of like helping you keep track of what you do and when. Because when you're working on like one project in particular, this is true, but also for uh, multiple projects, like over time, it's hard to see like when certain milestones were made and like when a lot of work got done. And it's, it's also true about work in general. Like after you've been working at like any job for a month and you have to like go back and summarize what you did the whole month like when you actually sit down and write like this month I did ABCD you're just like oh wow I did a lot of stuff and that can kind of build you up and make you feel more productive 
Yeah, that's super true. Also, um, when I watched Victoria Schwab's video about how to do the calendar sticker method, um, she pointed out that, you know, if your goal is to write a thousand words a day, which of course a thousand words a day is a lot, but if your goal is to achieve that, for example, in two months, you have a book. And I think it, that's also one of the helpful things about this is you can see how putting in the the tiny bits of effort do add up over time, which I think can like push you to actually want to, you know, do the little tasks and things where you're like, oh, I don't have time to write in 20 minutes. But maybe you do if you kind of write down what you do and see that it adds up. I was curious because I know you said you had kind of a bad week. Would you do this method in the future? Like when you had a better outlook for um, getting more writing done? Mm. I feel like because of the way I currently organize my life and I don't use a paper calendar, um, I might go with the journaling method that you explained just now, where like in my writing notebook, I would have a section um, that was just dedicated to keeping a track of what I had done. And putting that in a method where I can see that spread out over time might be useful, but um, just based on my new work schedule and the things I have to do I don't know if I would emphasize a method that required me to, you know, pay attention to the days that I failed. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think the that you bring up a really good point there, too, which is that this might be really good to do if you can fold it into some part of your life you already pay attention to and like. Like, if you like really cute planners, maybe that is where you should keep this sort of tally. If you like having something on the wall and you already use a calendar that you look at every day, maybe that's where you should put it. You know, make it easy for yourself. That's also something with the stickers where I already feel, like, slightly anxious about running out of stickers. (laughs) And so part of me is like, I think I just need to make marks with a pen and not worry about, like, running out of stickers and then my calendar, like, looking kind of ugly. I don't know. I just, I think that, like, having control over it with, like, I have infinite black pens, essentially. Like, I can can make some cute little symbol every day and that might be a little better for me. Draw a bear. Draw a bear. I I think I'm pretty bad at bears, too. I'm really good at cats, though. (laughs) Yeah, I think I forgot to mention that um, I finished the first graphic novel script because I had, like, four pages left and so I just wrote those final four pages. But also, I think that that brings up the concrete goals thing again, which is that I got a sticker, like, every day I wrote a page and then I was kind of like, wait, what am I doing now that I finished it? Like, I'm waiting to get notes back from Ben and I'm brainstorming sort of so it was weird I ran when I didn't have a goal anymore it was like how do I earn my sticker I'm not really sure yeah it's also okay to take a break sometimes too so what's a what's a briac (laughs) I've never heard of one of these things first things first congratulations on finishing your graphic novel script that's amazing thank you it's only 22 pages but I kind of love every page so I'm like that's a good sign right yay so what are you gonna work on now I think I'm going to outline the rest of the scripts It's weird, though. My ultimate weird timeline goal was kind of like finish this first script, try to approach an artist to see if I could work with someone and then figure out where to go from there. Because for graphic novels, you can't actually pitch them without them being complete to publishers. A novel you have to have completed and polished really, really well. Um, but a graphic novel is more like a children's picture book where if you, if you illustrate the first five pages, for example, and then you have a pitch and character info and designs, that's enough. So I was thinking about trying to find an artist, but also in my ideal perfect world, my book would like have an agent so that I could be like, look, I have some legitimacy before approaching anyone. So I'm not sure. I think for now, probably brainstorming and outlining the other issues and trying to figure out, um, cause I know the overall arc of the story, but trying to figure out issue by issue, how it would go. I mean, you should just polish the script and do it. Like, I think you should just do it. 
I know. I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I would probably just do it because I'm so fed up with like waiting and waiting and waiting. And hopefully I wouldn't like destroy my like novel writing debut or something if I was like kickstarting a graphic novel or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it is like such a fun little passion project that I feel like, oh, so excited. I am excited for you. Please keep us updated. (laughs) Will do. What inspired you this week? Speaking of positive things. Uh, While editing last week's episode, I came across a part in the audio where Lizzie had said something like, I'm going back to the queer trenches. And I just laughed (laughs) so hard. Um, I think you were actually saying query trenches, but I heard queer trenches and I was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) That's what inspired you to write this week. Um, It just says inspired you in the wording of the survey. So I'm going to take that for exactly what it is. (laughs) That's true. I felt inspired. I just said in all caps, it feels so good to finish a thing, which I feel like is just is true. That was very inspiring to be like, I finished a thing. Hooray. Yeah, you inspired yourself. Congratulations. Achievement unlocked. (laughs) It's like the ultimate self-care. And then uh, at lunch today, Ben and I got some tasty ramen and I was like, oh man, Ben, I don't know if I should query agents right now. I don't know what I'm doing with my novel. And he was like, go query some agents. And now I feel motivated. So (laughs) thank you, amazing husband. (laughs) Nice job, Ben. It's so simple. He was like, yeah, you should do it. And I was like, wow, that's all I needed to hear. You're right. Like, cool. (laughs) Thanks. Sometimes that's all it takes. If you're a person who's listening to this podcast and you're not a writer yourself, like, that's also cool. Thanks for listening. But if you have writer friends, encourage them. Even just the simplest word of, I like that story. You should totally keep working on it is really helpful. Sometimes it's exactly what people need. Yeah, very true. All right. What are your goals for next week? I want to keep up this momentum of doing a little bit every day. And I kind of stopped doing that method where I would write things in my notebook. So I want to pick that up and maybe do the calendar stickers until I run out of stickers. We'll see. But yeah, next week will probably be a lot of brainstorming and outlining. So I just want to make some headway in that. What about you? I kind of want to prioritize like emotional and mental health next week. So I want my goal to be to have fun with my writing. And that should be easy because we're gonna get drunk. JK, we're gonna get slightly tipsy because (laughs) next week's challenge is writing drunk. Hazel, take it away. (laughs) So before you sit down to write or while you write, have one alcoholic drink. Please know your limits and any relevant health concerns before considering this challenge. Also, you must be of legal drinking age to participate. So yeah, don't make us be sad because you were drinking when you weren't supposed to be or drinking irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. Make sure you drink responsibly. Hazel and I will probably just be having that like one drink of like drinking a beer while writing and seeing if it loosens us up and allows amazing work to be creative. Though I know that um, Hazel will probably talk about this next time, but you are you being Hazel, you are reading a book about this right now, correct? Yeah, actually. So in uh, anticipation of this challenge, I started a book called The Trip to Echo Spring, which is all about writers and alcoholism. So not to make it super dark here, but I do want to, you know, make it clear that like, we're not making light of this weird tying of alcohol and writerly genius in literary history. And I don't want to glamorize that at all by doing this. And that's why we made it clear in the challenge is that, like, if you're a person who's had issues with drinking in the past, like, just skip the episode even. Like, don't worry about it. We'll have a fun wrap-up episode at the end of the season to discuss all of our challenges, not just this one. So come back and join us for that. I think now it's time for Weekly Favorites. My Weekly Favorite is this anime that's airing this season called Hoseki no Kuni. Um, the English title is Land of the Lustrous. It's about this planet that's inhabited by a species that's made of gemstones, and they live fighting off invading attacks from creatures that live on the moon called Lunarians. 
It sounds a lot like Steven Universe, but the manga that was that the anime is based on actually predates Steven Universe, which I was very impressed by. We're at the like four to five episode mark in this season of anime, and this is basically when you can tell like what is good and what's worth watching and what you're just going to drop. And when we hit that episode in this show, I was just like, my mind was completely blown. It's so good. I'm so excited for the rest of it. My weekly favorite was binging Stranger Things season two. Uh, watched it like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it was very nice. I felt like I was in a kind of magical and creepy cocoon all weekend, which was delightful. And then this culminated in a game of Call of Cthulhu on Halloween, which Ben and I dubbed Call of Cthulhu Kids on Bikes Edition, because Mm -hmm. with Stranger Things and It and the comic Paper Girls, like there's just right now the zeitgeist is just packed with kids in the 80s on bicycles so we did our version of kids on bikes in the 90s because that's you know when all of our childhood references are essentially uh and it was so much fun and i just felt like it was so great to feel so immersed in a world you know i feel like i'm always chasing that feeling of feeling like you live in harry potter or lord of the rings for example and it was like just watching stranger things for three days straight and then playing call of cthulhu kids on bikes edition it was so great that does sound really great. Oh, man. Sounds like you had a good week. It was a good week. Hollow week. Best week of the year. But thanks to our podcast, every week of the year can be the best week of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Just binge listen to all of it. We actually have enough that you can kind of binge listen now. Hey, that's true. And if you really like it, leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe. You can reach us on Twitter at, at Lizzie and Hazel. That's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com. Our Tumblr and our Instagram are just carrotandstickpodcast. You can find the most delectable images there. Thank you to Slime Girls for letting us use their track You Belong off of their album No Summer No Cry. We will see you all in episode 10. Drink a drink, write some words.